Hello, and welcome to the Original Content Podcast. I'm Anthony Ha. I'm Jordan Crook. And I'm Daryl Eddington. And this week we're doing something a little different because it is a holiday week, at least for those of us in America. In fact, even though we are talking to Jordan right now, she is technically on vacation. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a pro. I really just like took days off and I'm at home. It's like a normal day. <laughs> I actually got on Slack this morning out of habit. And then I was like, oh, wait, I'm not going to do that today. Um, so, yeah, it's not like a very glamorous vacation, although I do. I'm going to travel as many do on tomorrow on Wednesday, which is tomorrow, but tomorrow. like well, four days ago this. for everyone yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> four days ago, I left for Georgia. Um, yeah. And I'm kind of dreading travel. Are you guys, Anthony, are you going anywhere? I'm going to Nashville. Do you fly tomorrow? Uh, I'm going Thursday because one of my principles of Thanksgiving travel is I don't travel on both Wednesday and Sunday because they're both horrific. And mm-hmm. I'll do one, but then I'll move my either my departure or um, you know beginning or end of my trip so that at least I get like a nicer travel day on one end. So I fly out on Thursday morning, which in past experience has been great because like the airports are totally dead, super chill. Um, and then I fly back to New York on Sunday, which I'm sure will be a nightmare. Yeah, my original plan was Thursday to Saturday, which is a really short trip, but it avoids all the bad travel and, you know, just keeps things brief. But then that changed for some reason. So I am doing Saturday, which I think will be really chill. Saturday coming back home. Yeah, I approve. But tomorrow is going to be something. So I'm just trying to brace myself for the airport. While we're doing that, Daryl, as a non-U.S. person, you will be keeping TechCrunch running. Yeah, yeah. It, you gave thanks a while ago. That's right. I did. We did. You already did it. Already thanked. I've actually been to a Canadian Thanksgiving dinner, and it was it was pretty much the same, except that at one point I got drunk, and I got on stage and sang Celine Dion. Wait, well, you, you don't, don't do, do that? that? <laughs> oh, jinx. Uh-huh. I do that plenty of times, just not at Thanksgiving, <laughs> normally. <laughs> But yeah, we I, also don't normally do that. I do it like once a quarter, think. I think. Get drunk and sing Celine Dion. Yeah, I think that's about right. It's like my regular cadence with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We don't do... Uh, it's the same It's the same deal. It's just time shifted. And then we don't... Um, we don't even have a fiction whereby there was like a reason <laughs> for it at some point. Like that it signifies any event. Did you guys jack it off us though? Like did you guys have it before there was American Thanksgiving or were you guys just like, Oh wow. What a nice holiday where they like remember to be grateful. Like we should get a grateful holiday and like, we'll be smarter than them. We'll put it further away from Christmas because what are you guys doing? Yeah, maybe I don't know. Cause like, (laughs) why would we, why would we do it otherwise if we weren't just, if you don't, and if you don't have like a hit that, that's why I asked. Cause you were like, there's no like lore involved where they're like, was a, special dinner by with our ancestors you know like they so maybe yeah, you just it took was our like story. A harvest festival but like i don't know that's about it it was like yeah, thanks for this harvest the, the fall harvest before our long terrible winter uh yeah it's it looks like a quick study shows that maybe we stole it from the europeans but the we europeans still... eh? oh Huh. Well, because we stole the like they just have a harvest day, and we just took the same thing, and then called it Thanksgiving Day. But like, 
Why doesn't it say anything about American Thanksgiving in this? I don't know. Canada doesn't got say anything. Suspicious, awfully suspicious. Yeah, Canada's Canada got a little bit of suspicious. ego about itself. You're right. They're like, no, no, this is totally European. Our Thanksgiving. It's like the European Thanksgiving Day. Remember how they have that? Like nothing to do with America. Don't sweat it. I see you, Canada. I see what you're doing. It's a Wikipedia. Like we must be really active on this page. <laughs> totally defending it, from... policing it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I bet if you tried to put in something about American Thanksgiving on there, it would be purged immediately. It would be deleted immediately, and they'd be like, "Whoever's writing about America better get off of here right now." That's what it. That's yeah. what it would be replaced by. You stop it. This is a weird conversation. Like America and <laughs> oh, Canada no, there are go, pretty there good go. allies. Yeah. Oh uh, well, it's been a rough couple years. Yeah, yeah, we, well, yeah come on. We, I can't expect a lot from you guys right now. I get it. But, you know. We had an after. It was nice. Everything was nice. Okay, wait, wait. Hold on. <laughs> Welcome to the original content podcast. Where we <laughs> Trade deals. Yeah, well, let's just... So the reason we're talking about Thanksgiving um, is, well, for because, hey, that's what's going on in our lives. But also because <laughs> this week... We are doing a sort of Thanksgiving themed show, kind of a, you know, frankly, a little bit of a more of a low key, unstructured episode where we talk about some of the stuff that we're thankful for in the streaming and entertainment world. I think before we do that, we're going to talk a little bit of just kind of like an update on The Mandalorian and Disney Plus. We did, we've talked about Disney Plus for the last few weeks, but our Mandalorian review was really just about that first episode. And since then, there has been a lot of online conversation and meme making about one specific aspect of the show, which I guess is sort of a spoiler if you're not caught up. But I think if you're on the internet, you know about this, which is Baby Yoda, which is not, as far as we know, literally Yoda's baby, but uh, <laughs> is a a little little Yoda-like creature who the the Mandalorian is defending on the show and who everyone has just lost their shit about. Wait, let's be clear though. They defend each Mm -hmm. other. All right. Oh, that's true. That's true. Secondly, I just, just for the fun of it, baby Yoda is like, what was it? 54 years old. I love that. He's 50 ish. Yeah. 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 Oh, around 50. He's cute. Or she, we don't really know a gender yet. Do we? We don't know anything. uh, No, we don't know gender. We don't know Providence, nothing. And all we know about Yoda's species is very little too in Canada. Yeah, that's what I was wondering about. Like, do they have a name? Like the Yodanese? The Yodis? I don't think so, no. And do we know where they hail from? And like... No, we don't know shit about them, except that there was like two officially, and the other one was Yaddle. Was he a a Jedi as well? It was a lady. Was she a Jedi? Jedi? She was a Jedi. Yeah. So I wonder, yeah. one of my questions was like, you know how like most species have, like there aren't, I guess maybe humans, but like there isn't a species that's more, better, more disposed toward being a Jedi, but maybe like Yoda species is. It's the only Yodas or the only like Yoda species people, persons that we know. Yeah have the force right like are strong with the force they're one with the force yeah the it, force does, it seems like they have 100 percent um they're like all jedi overlap yeah they're like yeah. maybe we're wrong about that we just happen to meet three jedi yodas but like it's looking it's tilting towards forceful yoda species just to break that down yeah. for everyone following along. <laughs> 
I mean, ha- would you guys agree that Baby Yoda, or I guess on the um, on the Disney product page, they're simply described as the child, is the breakout star of the Mandalorian so far? Definitely. I was bored, honestly. Not like bored, bored, but like <laughs> I was kind of like, I don't know. I don't know what to get attached to here. The Mandalorian is hard to get attached to, and I just felt like Baby Yoda, you know is something that's like more familiar and you're like, Oh yeah, I immediately have empathy for this creature. I want to see what it's going to get up to. And then it ended up being kind of cool. I was like trying to fix his wounds and stuff to be up, but I did fall asleep like for the last 20 minutes or so, or maybe like last 10 minutes or of the episode three. So I couldn't keep awake. He's probably, he's definitely the most interesting thing going on there, but like Nick Nolte is pretty good. Nick Nolte is very good. I love I love Nick Which Nolte, Nolte in Nick the show. Which one's Nick Nolte again? He's the Ugnot guy who helps him out on the planet. He the... keeps saying, "I have spoken." Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. I also like "I have spoken" just as a as just a a tool. I want to use that as a new phrase. <laughs> yeah. as a management tool. As a management tool, <laughs> I have spoken. That would go over so well with you guys. You'd fucking hate me. <laughs> <laughs> um, i'm looking at the merch for the for the child <laughs> it's the laziest shit it's like the, it's almost like bootleg in, in the poorness of the quality because it's like we have one picture of this thing let's just put it in a square and put it on everything we make like a shirt a baby onesie or whatever and then they do like a like an object selection, like lasso, magic lasso of the th- the same picture from inside the square, and they like do a cutout on some things. It's so stupid and lazy. What are you like, talking? I don't know what the, you're what talking you came about up at with? all. Like I'm completely lost. This is what you got to miss out on, Jordan, by not being in the chat rooms today. Um, the, so I think initially, are you talking about like the Giphy news where the Giphy was? No, taking no, over? no. The mer- the merchandise, the official merchandise. So, yeah, basically Wars until. Until today, there was no official Baby Yoda merchandise. I think um, ha- I forget who it was, but one of the toy companies said that like they have no Baby Yoda toys in the works for this Christmas. It was just kind of like what they were all taken by surprise. And then Disney was like, "Oh, oh, we do have a few things that we're releasing, but it's all the like laziest." dumbest <laughs> so it's just the same pictures plastered on a bunch yeah, of things <laughs> i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna share it with you right now. okay it's important oh, to me that no. you see this. yeah it's really how good. are they not I didn't prepared see, i didn't see our other chat around this so i was surprised like that actually it, like of all the things in in the recent months with disney that really makes me wonder what are they doing over there what are there uh, yeah, adults know, in the room know. how do you <laughs> not know that that's gonna happen like yeah how do you not thing? know that you're like it felt very purposefully written in that way, right? It's the reveal right. of the pilot. It's what gets you to like yeah. click and watch episode two. So like if you purposefully framed it that way, how are you not like, okay, and we've got twenty million items for you to choose from? So here's what's extra crazy. They have they thought about it somewhat because they have an IG eleven Funko Pop, like the robot, the Taika Watiti robot, and then they have a Jawa action figure, the stupid freaking. Oh, Jawas. I have the Jawa action figure. I got it at the uh, press day. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
So they had that ready to go for day one. And then they were like, oh, I guess people like this incredibly adorable Yoda character. <laughs> that, like, they've that, also like, loved, weird. Like, they've loved that likeness for literally half of a century. So, yeah. and the filmmakers clearly like, we're like, well, let's make this the center of the, sh- the, the narrative. But like the merch people were like, no, no, no. Not for us. Not interested. <laughs> Let's make a hat that looks like the Mandalorian's helmet. Because <laughs> everyone can relate to the Mandalorian, right? Go put on your helmet, kids. There's like um a, like sort of a history of, I think, toy companies not really understanding how big a deal Star Wars is, which seems weird now. Um, but there, there's sort of this, I, and, and I think this is, you know, verified in, in by reporting, but like the it almost seems too crazy to be true, which is that when Star Wars first came out, they were the toy company Kenner was not expecting it to like still be popular. They came out in the summer. They were not expecting people to want to play with Star Wars toys that Christmas. And so suddenly there was this crazy demand for Star Wars toys that they couldn't meet. And so they released this box that was called the like Star Wars um early bird special or something like that and it was literally a box with little stands for luke leia and han but not the actual toys because they just weren't ready yet and then you had to send in a coupon that they would send you the toys or you could redeem for the toys like six months later when they were finally ready so it it seems like people don't like i i don't know why i mean i understand maybe why you would feel that way in 1977 i i don't understand in 2019 why you're you know surprised by this yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just looking well, at this merchandise. What a sham! It looks good, right? <laughs> it looks so good. I could get the mug with that picture. I could get the t-shirt with that picture. I could get a tank top with that picture. I could get a tote with that picture. I could get a baseball tee with that picture as well. I could get that picture <laughs> on a t-shirt picture. with the words "the child" if I wanted to. Could I convince you to wear that t-shirt on stage at Disrupt? Yeah, dude. I actually have been trying to like... I. It's a game of chicken that I play with Joey because I think that I should get a stipend for Disrupt clothes. And he believes that because he doesn't tell me what to wear, <laughs> I shouldn't get a stipend. <laughs> and so it's really a game right. of chicken. Like if, if I'm willing to go dress in a way that forces him to tell me that I need to dress nicer then I can get right my clothes money call his bluff so maybe this is where we start maybe we start with the child I just I don't know he probably won't he'll probably be like wow way to understand our audience like they would prefer you in Star Wars garb than your very expensive blazer (laughs) so (laughs) I don't really know. <laughs> but I just don't understand how they couldn't put Baby Yoda on one thing. The word. Right, Baby Yoda. That's what we're calling it. Like, you know, perception is reality. Well, yeah, they own the IP. Like, they could just they could just put it in quotes, too. They don't even have to, like, make it the official. Like, just, just get the meme Yeah, or just money. Baby Yoda question money, mark. You don't have enough money. So many possibilities. And whoever called it, whoever made it called, like, whoever was like, oh, this character is called the child, if it was John Febro or whoever. I'm sure would be like, go ahead and put a baby Yoda on one of the t-shirts. Like, I'm not going to cry about it. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't. Look, this is much better. Here's a knockoff one. Oh, I don't think I'm you're thankful in, for you're these probably not in Slack. 
Jordan, but uh, I just turned it on uh, so I could see all this merchandise. You want to slack me something? I'm I'm open for business. I put it in the original content channel, so you can see that like fans, given two seconds, are coming up with. Oh my god, a nurturing and secure environment. How good, <laughs> babies, binkies, and blasters. And I should say, for those of you <laughs> listening at home and are like cannot see anything that we're talking about, I will include all the links to this in both the show notes and the post. So check those out. It's adorable. Yes. I'll- and hopefully, LucasArts, do not shut this down. Don't <laughs> shut it down. Don't. Oh, yeah. What if it's That's our fault, me. though? Like, we should be careful. Just do a well, screenshot. I one, so do a screenshot. Don't include goes. the link. Let them find it on their own. Is that safer i don't know i don't know know. there's no way to tell it might be too late already oh man i want to wear this t-shirt instead of the other one though is that okay uh yeah do that yeah i don't want to support disney's jackassery over there get it together folks maybe i'll wear this too we'll just all wear mandalorian baby yoda t-shirts on stage oh there's an i have spoken t-shirt too oh man oh that's good i want that one too it's good it's really good um <laughs> this is just the podcast where we shop for <laughs> we're talking about what we're thankful for i'm thankful for this little journey that we went on to see how star wars or disney just bit it with this merch <laughs> that makes me thankful i'm actually glad that i got to experience this yeah no it, it is good it's good to see just the laziest possible shit come together the laziest possible shit from the largest entertainment that. largest and most successful entertainment company in the world yeah and like also the like sad part of it that i'm not grateful for is like they're all rolling in it like people are buying this shit i bet oh yeah these shirts have been bought by like hundreds of thousands of people thousands oh, certainly, maybe tens certainly of thousands yeah. yeah i don't know Maybe, maybe not. You never know, really. That's life, guys. That's the lesson. That's what I'm saying. That you never know? That you never really know. know. You don't. It's full of surprises. And then death. (laughs) And then you die. But somewhere in there, every three months, you find yourself drunk singing Celine Dion. So there's that. Okay. So, Jordan, as the person who suggested this topic. Oh, I was hoping you wouldn't start with me. But okay. No, 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 no. I have two future things okay. I'm grateful for, Dude, things that. that I'm excited about. Yeah, yeah. So I am very thankful for two upcoming shows. They're both going to get here right at the end of Christmas or at Christmas. One is um, Lost in Space. I've been talking about it like for a year now. I'm really excited for the next season of that. Did you guys, you guys watch Lost in Space? <laughs> yeah, right? we, yeah, but I got to rewatch it. I already did my rewatch. I don't know if it's like kosher for me to do it again i don't want to like tire myself out you know because i pretty i have a pretty clear memory of what happened in season one but i'm really excited for that i i think it's like a very wholesome but very interesting and exciting sci-fi show and i appreciate that about it and then i'm also this is like more guilty pleasure excitement but i am down for the second season of you oh with pen badly Oh right, that's a little curveball. Yeah, no one was expecting that out of me, but <laughs> I am kind of excited about it. It's just like such good, like lazy Sunday binging. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I'm, I'm, I think part of this is that I'm just like craving a real good bingeable show. Not like 
we have all this great TV coming out. So I'm watching like one episode a week of all of this amazing TV. But I really want to like bang out a season in a few days. Do you know what I mean? Like I want show, a show that I can commit to for a little while. And I just don't have one of those in front of me. I right know now. that yeah. when I have free time, this is what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. Like your sure thing show, you know, like I don't have a sure mm. thing show right now. I just have like I'm like bouncing around from like the new episode of Survivor came out on Wednesday and like, oh, a new morning show and a new episode of C. And like, it's really jarring, to be honest. I'm going to I kind of want to like pause on a few of them and just it's hard to jump from like Watchmen to C to. Oh, wait, I have one more thankful for. I started yeah. his Dark Materials last night. Oh. Oh, yeah, I started that. I have two episodes left. What do you think? I am medium on it so far. It's kind of like, uh, I was, I tried to, I was watching it with Tara. She immediately was out. She was like, nope, don't want this. (laughs) Wait, what what was the moment when it happened, though? Uh, Immediately isn't fair. It's not like she just said no, like. Right like off halfway the through the first episode or was something. Was it when the, the the leopard or whatever starts talking? Cause that no, no. I think she just got bored of it. Like I, 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 the movie, the adaptation they made, whatever that was, probably maybe like ten years ago now. Cause that was a while ago now. But like, I watched that, and I remember everything about the His Dark Materials series seems on paper like it will appeal to me and then every time i've tried to like engage with it so far it bores me so the this book one too or, i find or everything like, i haven't across tried the, the book okay I you haven't, haven't tried, tried the, the book. book but you didn't enjoy the movie and this has failed to spark your interest yes and i'm Got like it. two episodes in now and i'm kind of like do i want to bother continuing with this or i'm gonna do it I'm going to do it. And I yeah. think I'm going to read the books. I, I need something to do in the next five days in Georgia. Mm. I'm going to be like on a farm without internet. So. Well, I think I'm going to read the books because I'm hoping. That's what I'm saying, yeah. That's I, I read the first it, book and, but... and I liked it. It's definitely like much darker than I was expecting, which I get the sense the show is too. I don't know. The show feels a little bit like childish to me right now. There's some, there's some child abduction though. They got that There's going child on. abduction, which is dark for sure, but like, it doesn't look dark in the show. Do you, not that it doesn't look it, like the concept of them being taken from their families is incredibly dark, obviously. But like, I don't know, it just doesn't look super gruesome. Like they're just. Yeah, well, right now they're just chilling. They're just kind of yeah. Like, there's nothing that's been like, oh my god, like oh jarring. Do you know what I mean? It's like oh, like yeah, you know, kids get kidnapped on TV all the time. Yeah. It's but not like, like this this show like the there's so many people in it that that should make it exciting and good that I'm just kind of surprised that I I can't it's even very true. I can't even keep my attention. But the beginning was super complicated. So like having not read the books, I don't know if you felt this way, but when I was watching and they were doing the little you know how sometimes for these fantasy shows they start with like the subtitles or whatever. It's like, "Oh, long time ago in a land far far away." Scrolling text. Yeah, yeah. This text was like, I don't know if it was because of the way that it was formatted, like had a kind of moving smoky background and then words would disappear and appear at the same time. But I don't know why I was I was struggling. I had to watch it twice and like really read it and be like, remember these words, magisterium, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like demon Mm -hmm. and all of this stuff. But 
anyways, I am enjoying it. I'm excited to watch the next two episodes. So not like amped excited, but I am grateful that there's something new. And I'm grateful that that like kind of snuck under the radar, my radar. I feel like I was watching out for it. And then suddenly there are four episodes available on HBO. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, cool. Let's do it. And Another Life got a second season. Oh, Sorry, oh that's I just, true. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now. Right. Yeah. That's probably not for I'm grateful for that as well. Probably a really long time. Yeah, yeah. But still. Well, I don't know. They can put one of them shits together. I know, right? They still have the set. <laughs> like, I mean, at the yeah. end of the day, like, they could probably do it in a couple weeks based on the quality. And then, like, all the OA fans are just probably, like, furious about it. Losing their mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, the artsy, smart version of it was, like, canceled immediately and they're like go ahead yeah. katie run run through space <laughs> <laughs> they love it anything from you guys i mean i, I yeah I yeah no going, i but... didn't know when we were gonna go to the no, let's pass, pass the baton all right um yeah i like the i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna keep trying the his dark materials because i feel like i feel like i need to give it another chance i just feel like it's gonna get there at some point uh and be good and interesting and, and keep my attention. And it's like, cause like the, uh, well, Anthony, you read the books you said, right? Like the whole, the book, yeah. Oh, okay. But the, the whole concept of like, it's like the atheist answer to like the lion, the witch in the wardrobe and they're like theist, like Christian subtext or whatever, just makes it very interesting to me. So. I w- yeah. I would say that, that I definitely had heard that before reading the book. And then I read the book and I felt like I didn't see it. And I, and I say this, mm. this was versus like when I read the Chronicles of Narnia, I was a kid and I don't think I picked up on the Christian subtext. Um, no, I didn't at all. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, but I think that comes, I get the sense that it comes through much more clearly in the second and especially the third book. So it sort of is there but it kind of doesn't really come out until it by the end i've heard i've heard a lot of people complain about the last book that it kind of starts really hitting you over the head with it okay so i guess it could be annoying then and not actually something to look forward to um but anyways the tv show should be whatever entertaining uh again provided i can kind of like get over the initial i just always like watching james mcavoy i know that's the thing he's so good and he's so like oddly attractive it's weird because he's not like i don't know he's kind of generic and like boring but then also just different from generic so not boring it's really confusing (laughs) but i'm very attracted to him i can't explain it really i I just watched uh the latest x-men whatever it's called which is bad it's It's just a garbage fire bad show but he he was still good in it. It was still like, oh well, at least he comes around once in a while, and you're like, sweet, there you are, you're there. Um, but it's not like he's doing anything interesting. Like that that is a awful movie uh, overall. It's just really really bad. I'm not thankful for that one. So, <laughs> do you guys think we're in like a season for like many many fantasy shows or like big epics to come out to kind of try to take? the momentum and build on it from game of thrones yeah yeah right because we've already got that like kind of happening anyway right like we got that one amazon show we reviewed that i couldn't care less about with the fairies. carnival row yeah right. i also couldn't care less about that i haven't heard oh, a single I, thing about it since i quit it i just quit it no, and man that show is good that is a <laughs> no, no, no. Behind it. <laughs> you whatever <laughs> dude it's not but that's okay orlando bloom and cara delavine 
Ugh. Anyways. They're sweet people. They, they deserve better. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't even know. So anyways, but then there's the, this one that we were talking about, his dark materials. Yeah. There's the Amazon one that's already been renewed for a second season, the Lord of the Rings. Prequel? I also feel like Prequel, right? C kind of falls into that category. C does. Yes. C, I'm thankful for C. I'm thankful that's for C one. too. C is like, I don't know what is up everyone's ass about C. And they're like, oh, I think also part of what happened is like the. And and if you watched C and you hate it, then you're not included in this, obviously. And I'm not talking about you. But like, I feel like a lot of people just heard that C was bad. Like someone started it the moment that Apple TV Plus launched that like C is not so good. And like everyone's just like, oh, C is not that good. You know, like without even caring to try. And I will say that like the first episode was kind of slow for me. But the second episode is really good. And by like halfway through the second episode, like I'm on the C train. You know what I mean? S-E-E, not C. Yeah. It's wild too. It's like it's fun in a way that I was not expecting where like there's a lot of crazy ass shit that happens in it and it really they really throw the the wacky twists at you um and I so it's at that level at first I thought it was just going to be kind of like a pretty um predictable but like high production value thing and I would would enjoy it for that but then it became something where it's like week to week it looks like they're just kind of like i don't know let's do this this week and it's totally weird and this person is actually this person and whatever else and you're like what is going on this is nuts and why are some of the, like some of the storylines i'm like why is this one even a storyline why are we still following this person but but they also like a, yeah because like all the not all they had to do there's a lot of thinking and work involved in this but like by taking like vision away from 99% of the characters in the world like you can just build a plot line out of some really simple stuff. Do you know what I mean? That like makes it, and it makes it so much more interesting. Like there's a scene where they go into darkness. I don't want to like spoil it, but they like go into the darkness and they're all on equal ground again for the first time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In their whole lives, like the whole family is all in the same boat, but not even in the same boat because half of them. Yeah. Are used to it. Right. And, but they so should have, that one was a bit weird because they had some character. This is not a spoiler, but they did have some characters say something like, "It's very dark," and then they seemed like everybody was cons- like, no one refuted that, and like the other people should have refuted that and been like, "Who gives a shit?" Like that's literally does not fucking matter to us because we're blind and it's always been dark. Yeah, you but, stupid idiots. But they they probably also <laughs> I think for part of the reason that they all didn't be like they all weren't like you guys fucking suck. Also, you're my children. Like, sorry for being a bad dad. Like, that's probably reason one. And two is like they were in the middle of a crisis. Like, I don't think that they were having like a very like let's just go ahead and talk about the situation we're in real calmly and make sure we're yeah. clear about it. Like, the kids were freaking out. Because it was getting darker, but the dad was like, "Dude, I gotta focus on what I'm doing here. Like, I don't have time for your vision problems over there. Like, you know what I mean?" Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, I guess that wasn't a valid complaint. It just at the time seemed really dumb the way that it was presented. But uh, yeah, in retrospect, it'd probably be like, "Yeah, well, okay, that's a weird word for you to use, and the rest of us don't care." But let's just not address it and move on. Uh, 
Anyways, I do. I love that. I'm thankful for that. And most all of Apple TV Plus uh, and Disney Plus. Or I'm very thankful for both services right now because it's like me too. Really adding new life at the end of the year here to the volume of of available quality content. Yeah, I continue on my Disney Plus journey, and like now that we're in like I guess week three, I'm mm. on the downturn again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I don't. I don't want to like commit too heavily to the, those feelings, but I've not been on the Disney Plus train so much this week. I also think part of it is that Maria went back home, so I think Disney Plus is like I don't really want to sit and watch Aladdin alone. You know what I mean? Right. Like I'm not, right, right, right. but it's fun to do with others. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I would enjoy watching Aladdin alone. I don't know. What are you thankful for, Anthony? Uh, I am thankful for. Uh, first of all, I, I wanted to say to shout out the movie Marriage Story, which is a Netflix movie. It's not on Netflix yet, but it's in theaters. Uh, I've now seen it twice. Not what? because I wanted to, I was desperate to see it a second time, but because I sort of got dragged, not dragged, but like a friend, a bunch of friends were going to go see it and I'd already seen it. But I was like, you know what? This is a really good movie. I will watch it again. And um, I think it's, I mean, probably the best movie of the year. I have not seen The Irishman wow. yet. So it, it may be The Irishman is better, but, um, and, and there, I've, but I've seen Parasite, which I also love. And I think, you know, I, I don't really know that these are movies that you can meaningfully say one is better than the other, but certainly... Marriage Story is my favorite movie of the year. I think it is a very real contender for the best movie of the year. And so it's... Can I uh ask some questions about it? So, like, what is it most like? Like, if you had to say, like, Marriage Story is most like this movie, what movie would it be? And then after that, what is it about? Other than, like, a story about a marriage, I assume? (laughs) <laughs> but I, I want the first question first because I want to like paint a picture in my mind as you're explaining what's oh, what it's about. Oh, so I mean, I guess tonally, I think the big sick. That's what I immediately thought of. Oh, but that's yeah. only during mm-hmm. the title. <laughs> uh, well, so I'll, I'll try to. I'm going to answer it all kind of in a jumbled up way because I. Okay. I think the first thing to know is that mar- it's called Marriage Story, but it's it's the it's a story about a divorce. So it's um, Adam Driver. And Scarlett Johansson are getting divorced, and um, yeah, and it's basically about both the sort of emotional process of you know that you were in a relationship with somebody and now it's over and you have to figure out what you mean to each other, but it's also about the legal process of this is an incredibly complicated, expensive thing, especially in this case where they have a child together. One of them wants to live in LA. They currently live in New York. And so mm, there's a lot sorry. of law of lawyer scenes, which I liked. Some of the people I saw it with were like, could have done with like 50% of the lawyer scenes and it would have been fine. But um, a lot of it, it, it at times, I mean, it, it's not a legal drama. You're not like sitting on the edge of your seat about the outcome of the, the fight. But um, it is about sort of, in some ways, actually, it reminded me of Manchester by the Sea because oh it's both about like the the emotions of what happens, but it's also about how when this like crazy emotional thing happens, there's all this other mundane shit that you have to deal with, and that just because you're you know you probably just want to curl up in a ball and cry, you don't actually get to do that. 
it's not as depressing. It 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 is actually a very funny movie at times. There are times where it it is like really really emotional, but it is not as bleak or heartbreaking as maybe you might think from that description. Yeah, Manchester by the Sea is like heavy heavy, right? Mm-hmm. So but so it's not like that heavy, right? Is it like so I remember one movie that a lot of people love and that I think is feel good for like most of it but leaves you at least left me like devastated. In fact, to the point where like I don't I can't rewatch this movie. I see I've seen it the one time and it like hurt me so much that I can't see it again, which is her. Oh, I've still never seen her, her, which is very embarrassing. Wait, you mean the one with Scarlett Johansson? Yeah, Scarlett Johansson as the voice of the computer that he falls in love with. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know why. Maybe it was like the time of my life. I don't I don't really know. But I, I just know that that movie left me devastated, but it was like a good movie. And like, that is how I imagine marriage story making me feel but it's hard to tell because anthony you for some reason have not seen her which feels like required watching it that's weird (laughs) i I will say i mean i think i think you know it is one of those categories of movies that especially once it leaves theaters there's an element of like oh i should see that but it kind of seems heavy and so i'm never in the mood to actually put it on Right, but why would you want to see that in theaters? There's nothing visually. There's nothing that benefits. He just means like during the hype, like right. It's like part of the conversation. Like now that it's not part of the daily conversation, that like you really want to put yourself through that. Which is how I feel. Like I have twelve years of slave on my computer ever since it won the Oscar, and I always think I should watch it on the plane. But then I get up there and I'm so emotionally fragile on plane. Oh, you can't watch that on. Yeah, no, I just like. So I get, the, I get, I get what you're talking about, Anthony. But you still gotta see it. No, bro. I will it's see like... it. I will see it. I will say, just from your description, my feeling about Marriage Story is it, it somewhat is the opposite of what you're saying in the sense that actually Marriage Story, for most of it, is pretty depressing. But it and it has like little bits of humor and hope, and I would say it ends more on an up note than not. That's good. I is like it that. like other Noah Baumbach? Like Squid in the Whale is kind of like. You know, not super positive throughout, but like fairly accurate, I would say, to like your like you know like ups and downs, and then I I do think that I get the sense that he's kind of his movies have gotten a little bit mellower and more optimistic in the last ten years or so, like with like Francis Ha and the Meyerowitz right. stories. Those are movies that to me I think are. Fun- fundamentally end on a, on a fairly optimistic note right, um, right, right, right and marriage story i think is 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 maybe somewhere in between where it's 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 um it's it's taking something that is like fundamentally a, a pretty depressing subject matter and treating it seriously and and it's not I, I don't think this is a spoiler to say that it's not a movie about like i think there's this like whole category called like a comedy of remarriage where it's people have like fallen apart and then they discover they love each other again that is not what this yeah. movie is about um but it isn't it doesn't leave you sort of hating yourself or the characters or the idea of love how's adam driver in it as he just is amazing as always he he is he. I would say well. I think both he and uh, Scarlett Johansson are, are are like, yeah. They're they're both amazing. I 
I, you know, I think like awards are sort of silly, but like fundament, I, I would be shocked if they don't both get nominated for Oscars for, for their work in this movie. Cause I think they, what if you were going to win an award, Anthony, <laughs> would you be like, screw this stupid award? I hate it. I just mean it. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I, like people are like, Oh, like the, this person must get an award for this. I'm like, I, I don't know, man, I haven't seen everything else. So it's hard for me to say, but in this case, I will pound the table and say they should both at least get nominated and probably win for this. Uh, I don't know. Well, you have to wait and see. He's also in the Star Wars movie that's coming out, and maybe that's more powerful. You don't know. I don't know. Actually, that is the one other thing I wanted to say, which is not released this year, but I like just because we're now in this, um, we're kind of in the ramp up of publicity for the rise of Skywalker, and also around the Mandalorian, and I think that sort of led to this sort of more kind of speculation about Kathleen Kennedy, who's currently the head of Lucasfilm, you know, potentially leaving. And this question of like, has, has, you know, has the, the sort of Disney acquisition of Lucasfilm been sort of troubled? And, and so I would say like, I I'm fundamentally like grateful and thankful for like the star Wars movies that have come out in the last few years. I think particularly the force awakens and, and, and particularly, particularly, particularly the last Jedi, I think are great movies. And like, I, I feel like as, as much as, I think there has been like behind the scenes drama. I'm not pretending that there hasn't, um, and and I don't pretend to have any you know special insight into what happened there. But I think like just after seeing like anytime I try to just find an interview with J.J. Abrams online, like just seeing this giant pile of conspiracy theories, people like you know predicting that Rise of Skywalker is a disaster and Kathleen Kennedy is about to be fired. And all this stuff, like it just like solidified for me how much I think like artistically what everything that's happened since um, Disney has acquired Luke's film has been pretty solid. I think I mean, the, the weakest thing, the weakest film they've made is Solo. And even that I enjoyed watching. I didn't think it was terrible at all. Like it was, you know, not not amazing. If you haven't seen it, I don't know that you have to see it, but I had a very good time watching it. And if that's like the worst thing that you can say about one of their movies, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, I I mean I liked that movie uh, quite a bit, but the yeah I, I I like them all. I think they're all great, and I think you're right. It's like I don't know what happened. I think it's the, I, I I'm getting too contemplative, big picture, but it's internet ruins everything type <laughs> of vibes for me. I was watching something one. yesterday where someone was like, "Oh, it was Maisie Williams who was like, yeah, people are either like." the internet is the worst thing in the world and it's ruining everyone's lives or they're like rah rah the internet and there's no in between yeah that's true um i don't know i i I mean it's easy to see that if just look around because that's kind of like people just express themselves in extremes in order to get their point across right but the real feeling is like internet's kind of cool it's the reason I have the job that yeah, I have, same. which I really enjoy. It's pretty depressing. Who knows? I don't know. I don't remember life without it. Life without also, it was probably like, also forces depressing. you to be like up in it, though. You know, too, which like I I kind of get annoyed at. Like I just feel like you're yeah fish in a barrel. Yeah, it'd be nice to bit. not yeah. have <laughs> to be in like, it. You know what I mean? I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I would say that I probably spend less time worrying about like whether somebody's like mad about something on Twitter than maybe I was five years Definitely ago. Definitely same. I'm oh, I do too. It. Yeah. Mostly. 
But like, yeah, there's a degree of which you have to pay attention at least a little bit. But I've bit. also like shut myself off from the internet. Like I used to tweet all the time and I used to post on Instagram all the time and everything was like public and open. And now like my Twitter is the only public thing really. And it, and I tweet like very rarely. Most of it is to promote TechCrunch events and my Instagram's private now and I don't post as much. I just like stopped opening myself up to that type of behavior. But I do wish that I use the internet more productively because there's a lot, I mean, other than work, I obviously get on for work and I do a lot of reading and research and blah, blah, blah. But then at the end of the day, when I could go and like learn something really cool on the internet and spend my time on the internet, like making myself better or smarter, I invariably like go visit the other side of the internet where I watch like YouTube videos about stupid shit for like hours you know yeah me too i was thinking about making like certain devices in my house for certain things like what if like i made it so that my laptop like no youtube or twitch or like twitter holes or anything like what if that one device was just for like positive internet experiences i like that idea I don't know if I'd be able to stick to it, obviously. The, the one thing that I found has been somewhat helpful with that is um, just using the iOS screen time service. And like, so I set, I, I can't do this on my uh, laptop because it's my work computer. And so I need to be on the internet all the time. But on my phone and my tablet, um, I set a one hour limit on social media and on games and on oh, Safari. Cool. And on Safari. Ooh. I didn't realize you had such a gaming addiction. Yeah. I, I don't most of the time, but when I start playing, I get very addicted, which is why I don't play very often. Uh, right now, I'm playing the uh, remastered version of Full Throttle. Oh, that is a good one. It's intense. I play like the boring old lady games. Like I play like 2048 and like Bejeweled <laughs> Blitz and shit. Oh, those are fun. Solitaire. Uh, I just played the Star Wars one. It was good. Oh, uh, our boss Panzerino was tweeting about how he thinks it's a terrible game. Oh, really? Uh-oh. I guess you're wrong, Daryl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, you say something, and then I'll read you one of his tweets, and we'll just go back and forth for a while. Have a oh, little perfect, conversation yeah. with Panzer. I, I thought it was a great extended universe story with, like, a uh, well-acted, compelling narrative. I don't We're know. We're going to have to ask you, him what? why he hated it. I think a lot of people are criticizing the, the combat. Oh sure, I don't. I don't care. I <laughs> always play games on easy. Yeah, Daryl doesn't give a shit about like the actual game mechanics at all. Like <laughs> he does, the guns couldn't like just not work, and he'd be like, "This is a beautifully executed game." <laughs> Do you see this character yeah, I, and this I voice to, to run through and like unlock things? Yeah, yeah. I really don't care about the actual. Dude, challenge. wait, I have to tell this story. So, like a year ago, maybe or even longer, I like got really into Fortnite and was playing a lot. And I think we were in Berlin or we were on some work trip and I was talking to all the guys and was like, who plays, you know, and everyone was like, Oh yeah, I'll play with you. And me and Daryl got into a game of Fortnite and we go to jump on the Island and he's like, so what, what do we do in this game? He had never played before. And he just tried to land with me. It was the funniest thing. It was oh, great. It was I did rough. not do well. Yeah, you struggled. No. I thought you were going to come in and like boobop people. For whatever reason, this just goes to show you can't make assumptions about people. Daryl's really more of a chill, chill gamer. 
Yeah, I like chill single player story. Yeah, it's not like a lean forward, like first person multiplayer shooter game. Oh, there's so much aggression in that. There's so much. So, so, it's uh, like so much gets conflict. your blood pumping, though. It's like yeah. <laughs> fierce competition. It like fills in the gap that left when I stopped playing sports. I played like all through college, and then suddenly was like, "There's no one to beat." You know, I just want to win. I win. We've talked about this too, but I only like sports for solo achievement. What the like fuck I, does that I mean? Really... <laughs> Didn't you play football? Didn't you play team sports? Yeah, yeah, but the rest <laughs> of the team was just like, you know, they weren't any good anyway. So, oh my god, like... you're what a weirdo! You played team sports for the <laughs> for the solo achievement aspect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they well, like we were always going to lose because they were all so terrible. But like, I myself could do fine, and I could control <laughs> my own thing. Like... That is the dumbest <laughs> show I've ever heard. <laughs> so you still lost but you got a sense of achievement from the fact that you yeah, could yeah, hold your like, own i did really you well did good and then like everybody else just played like trash <laughs> oh my god why didn't you just play like a single person sport like why didn't you like wrestle you could also like win at that and then you don't oh, have I, to like no, deal no. with a team making you a loser still because at the end of the day you were still a loser no, but then I had everybody else around me to like make me look better by comparison too but so you still was, lost uh, Ah, who cares? <laughs> it's gonna, we don't want to talk about that. Right. It's going to take a while to untangle. <laughs> so I guess it's last not. thing I will say, maybe to wrap us up, is that um, one thing that's been really nice this year, I think, so we, we you know, we have created this original content at TechCrunch.com email address. And it is really fun on once in a while, we'll hit upon a topic that we get a lot of emails about. Uh, some of whom come from people who've listened to the episode, some of whom clearly are not that, and they just somehow by, you know, the magic of Google found this post and sent us emails. But I've also had like a couple of interactions with people who who are just regular listeners and appreciate the work that we do and had really thoughtful feedback, whether they were texting me or we met at a TechCrunch event or something. And I, and I just really appreciate that because we do, I mean, this is really fun. I really just enjoy it. And, and that's, I think, a big part of the reason why we're still doing it. But uh, it's awesome just to hear from people who are actually listening and appreciate what we do. Yeah, I'm very thankful for our listeners. And I'm thankful that you guys let me be a part of the podcast. Honestly, this was y'all's baby. And you finally let me hitch my wagon to your horses. And that was really nice. And I really enjoy this this weekly little chit chat that we have. Yeah, it's great. Keep keep listening listeners. we like you we love you yeah we love you oh man love. let's upgrade it <laughs> shit you made me sound like a bitch <laughs> we love you we kind of like you <laughs> there are a handful of you who i would describe having very positive strong positive feelings about the rest you're fine you're fine the rest of you, you're fine thank you for listening and if you have written into original content at techcrunch.com if you subscribed on apple podcast or any other podcast app or especially if you left us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts, I do love you. So thanks for listening and have a great holiday. Happy Thanksgiving. Turkey time. <laughs> <laughs>